Lead Well. Welcome to the Lead Well podcast, where we're growing the whole leader, sharpening leadership skills while strengthening the heart in leadership. Let's lead well. All right, so welcome back to the second podcast episode of Victories Love Your Neighbor podcast. It is Tyree and Farrell present today, and we are looking very much so looking forward to today's episode and topic. But before we get into that, we're going to establish some ground rules here. Yeah, man. All right. So I want to kind of explain what this is not. This is not the four spiritual laws or the Roman road to salvation or an elevator speech to get somebody saved real quick or going into these big crusade type altar calls. Not at all. Right. Farrell, you want to kind of explain what this is? It's basically, hey, man, how, how can I love my neighbor? Mm. How can I love my enemy? What what can I do to better my serve? That's right. You know, how can I improve my serve to the world? That's you know? right. We're, we're definitely going to be talking about expressing what you have seen and heard. You know, I, I've had somebody ask me the other day, hey, man, hey, did the rooster crow twice or three times? Mm. Well, I do know that this happened in my life, and this is what the Lord told me. You know, I, he... he to, to, by the way, to crow three times, you got to crow two times. Yeah, that's right. So, Come on. You know, exactly. So, exactly. you know, I'm not too worried about that. But at the same time, I can't answer a lot of the, yeah. you know, these deep theological questions. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. are for somebody else, man. That's right. But I can tell you what he did in my life. Come on. I can tell you what I'm hearing and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Tyree, you taught me this. I love this line. Our light is worthless until it goes into the darkness. You know, man, a lot of, a lot of, let's just be blunt for a second. A lot of American Christianity is protecting. Don't let anything happen. You know, look, I got a son. I, I don't want him, you know, exposed to the world in, in horrible ways or anything, but it's this entire protecting, protecting. Hey, man, what good is light unless it goes into darkness? Come on. You know, a flashlight, it's not real helpful yeah. in the middle of the day. So Matthew four nineteen, Jesus called out to them, come follow me and I will teach you how to fish for people. Guys, we're calling this one a uh, relationship and trust. And uh, one of the things, you know, that I, I think is really interesting, Tyree, is, you know, evangelism without relationship is kind of easy. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a cop-out, man. Going to a park, and I've done all this, so I'm chief of sinners, let me be clear. <laughs> but going to a park and talking to strangers and mm-hmm. just saying what you think you want to say and never having to be checked out again, never going to see them again, it's pretty easy. And it has way less impact, by the way, on both parties. Wow. You know, when you got a coworker and you're telling them, hey, this is happening in my life, mm-hmm. and then it's not happening, mm. or you got a family member, hello, and you know, hey, I've arrived. Right, right, right. You know, and you haven't arrived. You know, yeah, things yeah. it makes it a little bit harder mm-hmm. and things. So, you know, when you minister Christ, Christ to a coworker, mm-hmm. they actually can hold you accountable to that. Yeah. And so you're a lot less likely to go be over the top about things. Yeah. And, and uh, I think that's actually quite important, you know. Mm-hmm. We want to see you be able to connect with people. But part of that, it means you've got to establish a relationship. That's right. Nobody, you know, I, I don't like the old lines, but, you know, there's always been that line. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. But, you know, in a, in a coworker, in a neighbor scenario, I, uh, the other day, I'm driving out, and this isn't to pat myself on the back. I'm driving out to head to work one day, and a tree had fallen in the yard, and this, this older neighbor is trying to get it out of the way to get his car out of the way. Mm. You know, hopping out to move the tree was just the right thing to do. But I got to be honest, there is a part of me that hopes one day I'll be able to talk to him a little bit more about the Lord. He remembered me. Yeah. Because, man, he needed some help right then, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. But my point is, is 
He's got some trust now. Mm-hmm. We got a very small relationship. I don't know him too well yet. I know his name. But what I'm doing is I'm creating a relationship. Mm, that's good. I'm creating some trust, things of that nature. Yeah. And you've got to do that with everyone. Come on. By the way, man, one thing I had to learn, you know, I, I became a Christian basically like right at 17. Yeah. I had to establish trust with my brother because he had known me as a pagan for 17 wow. years and I hadn't, I, there was no trust, right? Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had to like become friends again mm. for me to be able to win him to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Same thing at work, same thing in other places. Yeah. I don't do a lot of things great, Tyree, but I've always been pretty good at leading people to the Lord. Come on. And I think one of the things is, is you got to be able to care. You got to be able to get to know them and things. I've got a neighbor right now. I'm going ahead of myself right now, but I think it's kind of important, you know, got a neighbor and he's into something that I didn't even know exist. They're called Indian motorcycles. I'm not going to go buying one Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to buy a book the size of an encyclopedia about it, but I've looked up some stuff. I've been watching some stuff on YouTube, so at least I can talk to him a little bit. Wow. At least I can kind of start talking to him. And man, I tell you, just asking him the smallest question, he lights up. Mm. And you know what? He's starting to ask me questions now. Wow. And, you know, we're starting to get there. So I think that's important in things. So there's almost a question. Can you connect with the interests of your non-Christian friends, of your non-Christian coworkers, Mm. of your neighbors? Can you find it within yourself? Yeah to just get a little deeper into their life so that they can get into yours and find out about your Christ, about Jesus, right? Take the step to be able to, I'm not saying, hey, find out something inappropriate about them or, you know, things of that nature, but, you know, just just get to know them. Can you dive into their world a little bit? Mm -hmm. Again, not to the deepest depths, but just dive into their world. Can, Can you, you know, find out things about that? Paul quoted, I think it was on Mars Hill in that book of Acts, he quoted, like basically a secular scripture. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what that sounded like to the people there. They hear there's, they're thinking, hey, there's this religious guy. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, he's quoting something we know. Mm-hmm. He's talking about something we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you've done that, I think, and thanks. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, man, 100%. So, you know, many people know that, you know, I'm an artist, hip-hop artist. Right. I function in the world of hip-hop to different degrees. And to the point where I even actually do contractual work to help you know, artists with clean music get on playlists. Okay. And because of that, it's provided me an opportunity to be surrounded by other people who are also in the world of hip hop. Now, you know, a handful of these people aren't even saved. You know, they, they don't go to church and nothing like that. But in- inevitably, we have conversations that revolve around hip hop. They are so surprised when they hear I say like, man, I love artists like Kendrick Lamar. I love artists like J. Cole. Some of these, you know, top tier hip hop artists. Okay. I love, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? When I was younger, I used to bump T.I. all the time. And I know he's doing this now. And and they're like, man, like we, we know this dude to be the church boy and to be outspoken about Jesus. Jesus, what what he know about what he talking about, and and I say that it's a good thing when they say things like that because the biggest thing is it builds a bridge between my reality and theirs, and they then they understand my reality isn't too far away from what you like and what your interests are. I just happen to have Jesus, but you at the end of the day, we'll understand that, hey, we're, we're no different, buddy. I'm, I'm human. I can appreciate quality. I can appreciate a good gift. I can appreciate, sure. you know, I can okay. appreciate a good product without having to necessarily agree with the message. Just because I, you know, I, I can appreciate a Kendrick Lamar, it doesn't mean, just because I can appreciate a Drake and the gifts of a Drake, it doesn't mean that I agree with his message. Okay. You know, we're just talking about, you know, the mechanics of it, the, the, the technical aspect of it. But even that, for them to see that I have some type of relevant 
an ear. And man, it, it creates this value in how they see me to if they have a question about quote unquote religion, if they have a question about Jesus, they have a question about church, man, I can come to Tyree because, you know, he's not that much. He's not that much different than me from the standpoint of liking some of the things that I like or interested in some of the things that I'm interested in. And so, man, having that type of, you know, relationship, that type of connection with somebody is, is invaluable. You know, man, I, I think we'll probably talk about this on some other podcasts, too. But I think one of the things that's always struck me is and I'm going to kind of bring this into more of a, you know, this year. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't know what how to what a. I don't know that people really know what a tax collector is, but it's like at that time, can you model yourself? We say we're modeling Jesus, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. But are we modeling Jesus? Mm -hmm. That guy sat with prostitutes. Wow. He sat with the IRS. You know, mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've actually got a friend at the church that works for the IRS. You know, it's okay. Yes. But, you know, you get my point. That, I mean, <laughs> yeah. at that time, that was just the most evil people. Wow. That You know, a lot of people call it the least. He sat with the least, mm -hmm. the trafficked. You know, the trafficked. Wow. You know, the 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 drug you know, what we'd now be the drug abusers. Yeah. Can I not model my life enough to get to know my neighbor that find Kendrick Lamar or whoever? Yeah. You know. Yeah. You don't know a soul that dislikes country music more than me. <laughs> I'm just blunt, you know, it's just not my thing. <laughs> but I, I'm willing to go there. Yeah. yeah to yeah. some degree. Yeah. You know, just to be able to let's make a connection, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a, I've got a neighbor that uh, has a, uh, a shop and I'll go, I'll just go hand him tools and talk. I almost kind of jokingly act like I'm, my wife's a dental assistant. And so <laughs> it's not such a, you know, all right, you need a, this, you know, this size wrench or, you know, whatever, and just kind of just hang with him, mm -hmm. man, I'm starting to get to speak in this guy's life. life. This guy served in both Gulf Wars. I mean, it, it, he's, he's had a tough life. His mm -hmm. back is torn to shreds. He's a hero, wow. but he's also a rough, rough guy. But man, he's, he's starting to let me talk into his life when he was, by no means spitting on me, but no interest. We've established some trust and it was easy as handing him some wrenches yeah, yeah, and yeah. just letting him tell me how that carburetor works or yeah, something, you know? Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. you know, is that something I'm really going, am I ever going to read build a carburetor? You wouldn't want to ride in that car. That's all I can say. No, but you know, <laughs> right. to get to him, am I willing to do that? Yeah. You know, it's the same thing in a sense of that thing with Mars Hill or anything else. Can I establish a relationship? Yeah. Can I establish trust? Mm -hmm. You know, I used to, I'm not great with names. Mm -hmm. I used to run a company, I had 54 staff, 37 of them I prayed with. Now, you know, in, in Georgia, a lot of them, you're praying with them. I would call them rededications. You know, they had some period of their life, you know. Right. But one of the things I always found interesting is, you know, just getting to know some, a lot of the people are older than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so getting to know their, their kids' names. Mm -hmm. Things like that just meant a lot to them. So try to, you know, make some connections, establish some relationships, things like that, yeah. you know. And, and while you're saying that, it's even bringing to mind an important thought that many of us should have in mind as we walk into this territory, because what we're talking about right now, it, it requires some patience. You know, this isn't, you know, microwave salvation that's happening right here. You can't just walk in a room and shout the name of Jesus three times and, and tell folks to come to him and they're going to <laughs> right. hell and then walk out. Right, right. You know, this is actually walking with people, actually, you know, building a, a patience muscle to bear with people through their burdens, through their, you know, whatever they're, they're dealing with or going through. This is that type of this is big boy. That's punk evangelism. Yeah. It's evangelism. <laughs> right, it's right, punk right, right. This is big boy evangelism Come we're on. talking about. Come on. 
it's paying the price to be able to get there. But you know what? We talked about the last podcast, but there's studies. They show that somebody that is led to Christ from someone they're in relationship with, mm. their relationship with Christ sticks. Wow. So th- this is this is the way to do it, man. Mm-hmm. It's why God it shows it that way. Yeah. Does he say preach it from the rooftops? Yes, he does. He, we got to open our mouth. Right, right, right. But it's a rooftop in your neighborhood. That's right. Come right? On, come on. You know, you don't go jumping on a rooftop in <laughs> Chicago, right? You know, so I, I think that's huge, man. Yeah, I think yeah. that's huge. Paul had a scripture. He said, let me be all things to all people. That's right. Come on. You know. Talk about now, it. again, I'm, I'm not going to be a mechanic, mm-hmm. but at least I can show a little bit of interest. Yeah. Let him tell me about his stuff so I can tell him about what I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what is he interested in? Because I got something I'm interested in named Jesus mm-hmm. that I want to be able to tell him. Yeah. Some give and take, right? So mm-hmm. find yourself at a party. Find yourself at a, at a place where they're congregating, where they're comfortable. Yeah. I'm okay with people inviting people to church. Please don't, don't, don't mess that up. Right. But at the same time, we're taking people to the place where we're supposed to be getting equipped. Yeah, man. So a lot of times the messages to when you're in the world are like, Whoa, you know, (laughs) you know, or we have to bring them back and make them really gospel centric for a bunch of people that already know the gospel. So the eight people in the room, so you almost, it it makes it hard, right? Right, right. But this is a way where you go to where they are instead of bringing you, bringing them to where, where you are. That's right. That's right. And when you go, let me say this as well. When you go there with as much of an agenda as you have to make the name of Jesus known and talk, I would say come in there with an equal amount of agenda to listen. Sure. You know, you you won't really, how can you be effective at all in what you say unless you first hear? Sure. Hear and understand who the person is. What do they like? Where are they from? What have they dealt with? You know, it was something God put on my heart the other day. You know, when you are talking with people, and you listen, listen intently, get good at listening, because mm. for many people, being a good listener is the closest thing to being loved. So when we listen well, we're expressing the love of Jesus just by listening, just by taking time to intently hear what that person has to say. You know, I, I can only wonder, I mean, you're just saying it. it seems to me that if I feel like somebody's really hearing me, I'm going to be a lot more likely to hear what they got to say too, right. right? You That's know, right. you know, there's a lady. Her name's Sarah Richardson. She she lives in Richmond, Virginia, and I, I met her when I was a teenager. And uh, I've never known anyone to just do this as well as her. Lived in a in a in a real working class neighborhood at a time where probably what was a time of whatever they call it white flight, and so she had a very diverse neighborhood. And but everyone was was older than her. She's older than everyone now, to maybe to some degree, but she used to go and care for the neighbors of all races and everything. And man, she would tell me, she'd go, Oh, I led Eddie to the Lord last week. Wow. Eddie's wife hadn't come to the Lord yet, but Eddie's still in bed and he still needs a caretaker. So I'm going to keep going over there until I get Eddie's wife saved. Wow. And, she, and by the way, she kept going after that. Wow. You know, but wow. I, you know, it was serving. Now, I'm not, you know, asking people to. You know, not everybody's maybe called to, you know, change adult diapers or something. But at the same time, bro, she was picking people out of hell, man. Come on. You know, mm. people that I'm, I mean, I'm so proud of, like, you know, we work with a ministry that's right out of victory. Mm-hmm. And they go minister to shut in seniors, senior citizens that can't drive, can't walk. Mm. They're rarely going to be around for 15 years. Right. They are at the most critical moment man yeah. you know ministering the love of jesus man yeah. what heroes right you know uh-huh. and so but we also don't you never know you know i was talking about jimmy yeah. in the last podcast you uh-huh. know and 
he was gone right? yeah. in no time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, this is what it takes, right? So, yeah, 100%, man. One yeah. thing that me knowing you personally, Farrell, one thing that I can say about you is, you know, obviously, you know, I know your history. I know some of the amazing things that you've done in ministry. Many people know the, you know, the fact that you've gotten thousands of people saved, these big crusades and things like that. But honestly, man, I would never, based on the cultural definition uh, or perception that we have of an evangelist, you know, somebody who could typically be on this pedestal and be holier than thou, I would never get that type of vibe from you. You're very relatable. I'm able to connect with you very well. And Lord knows you're very transparent, very honest about who you are, who you aren't. I so appreciate and I can see why you've led so many people to Jesus because you just, you know, what you see is what you get. And I, I think that reminds me of this quote. If you try to come off as having it all together, you will leave a legacy of impressiveness. But if you invite people into your humanity, you will leave a legacy of impact. And that's, that's a lot. Say that again. That, that's really a If thing. you try to come off as having it all together, you try to come right, off perfect, right. you will leave a legacy of impressiveness. People will be impressed by you. But if you invite people into your humanity, you will leave a legacy of impact. You know, I, uh, I appreciate what you said, but give me 10 minutes, I'll let you down. But, you know, I think at the same time, back to that scripture we keep quoting, you're a, you are the light of the world. You're a city set on a hill that can't be hidden. You know, when I used to do youth ministry, I almost used that, not like a rebuke, but it was like, hey, man, you're on the side of the hill. If you're yelling at your wife, everybody's going to hear it. Right. If you don't pay your light bill, everybody's going to know because you're going to be sitting in the dark. You're dark city on the, the hill. You're going to be the light of the world in the dark. Yeah, so, you know, I used to talk about that like, hey, man, pay attention because you are the light of the world. But right. And that's not a bad message. But really what it says is you can't hide anyway. That's right. So you're, you're right there. And so, you know, most people that know me, I mean, me and my wife, we've got a, a, a son that we believe is being healed of special needs. Mm. And, you know, I would have liked to have seen that happen in a year. Mm-hmm. He's 12 and we're still battling, right? Tyree, I, I, I just made a decision. I'm sitting on the side of the hill. My unsaved friends, they know about that. Mm. They know I'm believing. Mm. They pray for my son if they have any kind of prayer life. Yeah. But I don't hide anything. You yeah, know, yeah. I think the main thing is, is, hey, I've got a relationship with God. Yeah, come on. I've got a relationship with God. Come on. Here's some things I'm fighting through. Here's some things we're dealing with. But I got a relationship with God, you know, and uh, I think it's important, you know, as we're finishing this out, you know, this podcast, at least, you know, you know, relationship, again, is is the key for trust and yes. things of that nature. You know, I've had people tell me things that just, you know, I, I have to tell them I'm a crypt. I'm not safe. Yeah. I'm the crypt. It just doesn't come out and things. But, yeah. you know, when you're able to just establish that, man. It's really easy to pray with them. Yeah, a lot easier. Yeah. Remember, we talked about what's the punk way? Let's just go to, you know, Piedmont Park and yell at people. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, or go hand out tracks on, right. you know. Give them the gospel gun. Yeah, yeah, gospel yeah, yeah. gun. I don't know what that is. I got you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so we're going to wrap this up. This was number uh, our second podcast. And next one, we'll go ahead and tell you. We're going to be talking about the gospel and the true meaning of what that means and things. It's going to get a little tight because we're going to talk about some things that can affect you or maybe make you less effective. Mm-hmm. So uh, I look forward to that one. But until then, everybody, thanks for being on uh, Victory's Love Your Neighbor podcast. Take care. Mm-hmm.